1: My friend and I, both 18-year-old males at the time, decided to go camping in the Mogollon Rim of northern Arizona. We had no particular spot in mind as to where to camp, so we drove around the NF woods until we came across a small, very secluded lake. I literally brought everything a guy would need to be out camping in the wilderness. Sleeping bags, lighter, food, knife, etc. Except I had forgotten my brand new Coleman tent I purchased specifically for this adventure. So we wound up just camping in our sleeping bags on the ground next to the fire. It took forever to fall asleep because the temperatures dropped below freezing and we were shaking. We went based off the weather for Payson, Arizona, which was 4,000 feet and 50 miles from where we actually laid camp. My friend will call in Tom fell asleep before I did. I can't remember if ever did fall asleep or if I was just half asleep. But around midnight, I start hearing some really weird noises in the distance. I knew there elk bugling nearby, so I didn't think much of it. Gradually, a snapping sound kept getting closer and closer to the camp over the course of about a half hour. I started getting scared, hoping it would go away, but it didn't. Suddenly, on the side of camp closest to Tom, I hear something running through the meadow straight toward us. I jumped up so fast and yelled at Tom to get up. While I was yelling at him, I was searching the ground nearby for my .40 caliber handgun. By the time I got the gun and flashlight trained on Tom, there was massive black bear standing right above him. Tom was trying to get up having realized there was in fact a bear hovering above him. I aimed in the direction of the bear and squeezed the trigger four times. I could hear the bear run off not knowing whether I hit it or not. We were shaking so fiercely afterwards I couldn't tell if it was the cold or the adrenaline. We then packed our sleeping bags and left all of the other stuff to retrieve in the morning and began the half-mile walk back to the dirt road where Tom's car was. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Bear stalked us all the way back to the car. When I was a kid, I went for cross-country biking nearby to our home. There is a roughly two kilometers, one five miles loop of a forest path in the forest. It is ride-able if a bit difficult at some points. After just riding a couple of minutes on a narrow forest path, I see a figure walking ahead of me. It looks like a hooded elderly lady walking really slowly. I cannot see her face or anything, just a dark hood covering her. I recall she being very tall, but I was also just 13 years old, so she could have been normal size. I drove just behind her, but the path is too narrow to overtake her from any of her sides. Also I get this heavy feeling on my chest telling me not to try to overtake her. I can't explain it, but something just felt very off when I got closer to her. I stop my bike and get off and watch her walk ahead of me. I then think that this is silly and she must be startled if she turns around and sees me there. So I think to act cool and turn down to pick up a blueberry. I pick it up, raise my head back to the road ahead of me, and there is nothing. I can see the path ahead maybe 50 meters, and it's just impossible that she would have never done that distance within those five seconds I wasn't watching. I then try to reason this with and think that she must have jumped off-road, since there is extremely thick bushes and I cannot see there. I felt a bit uneasy about this, but decide to continue. I ride my bike about 500 meters more, and there is a cliff where I can see down the road ahead another 500 meters. And there she is. I can see her walking there again really slowly. Again tall figure covered in a dark hood. I cannot see her face or anything but the hood she is wearing. And she is walking slowly on the road. I really couldn't figure out how she made it there in such a short time since even I couldn't do the distance in that time, even with my bike. I am extremely alarmed at this point, but decide to continue. I drive the hill down and to the spot where I saw her before. Again, there is nothing. At this part of the forest, it is more open, and I can see quite far in any direction. Yet she is nowhere to be seen, and yet there she was just 30 seconds before. I continue my trip and finally finish my first loop of the trail and decide to go yet another round. After going for a couple of minutes, there she is, exactly the same spot I saw her at the first time, again tall dark hooded, walking slowly. I got totally freaked out after this, I rode off the woods as fast as I could, and in a total panic ride to my friend's home which was further away from the woods than my own home. Until today I have no idea what I saw and it gives me the chills when I remember her figure. The moon hung low in the night sky as I stood outside the apartment building, my heart pounding with a mix of excitement and nervous anticipation. Today was the day I would join the ranks of the police force as a rookie officer. My name is Alex, and I had always dreamed of making a difference, of upholding justice in a world that seemed too often plagued by darkness. My partner for this first assignment was Detective Ryan, a seasoned veteran with a reputation for his sharp instincts and unwavering resolve. Together, we were tasked with investigating a homicide case, a daunting task for a rookie like me, but I was eager to prove myself. As we approached the apartment, a sense of unease settled in the pit of my stomach. The door was locked, a barrier between us and the truth hidden within. With a swift kick, Detective Ryan forced the door open, revealing a chilling scene that would forever be etched in my memory. There before us lay the lifeless body of the victim. It was a gruesome sight, a chilling reminder of the evil that lurked in the shadows. But what shocked us both was not just the presence of death, but the grotesque creature feasting on the remains. It was a dog-like creature, but larger, more akin to a wolf. Its hulking figure loomed over the body, its snarling face contorted with an unsettling mix of animalistic hunger and a twisted, human-like visage. The sight sent shivers down my spine, and I felt an instinctive urge to protect and serve, to rid the world of this abomination. Reacting on pure instinct, Detective Ryan and I drew our weapons and fired at the creature, hoping to neutralize the threat it posed. But the bullets seemed to have little effect. It let out a chilling growl, launching itself at us with a speed and strength that defied logic. Caught off guard, we were tackled to the ground, our bodies hitting the floor with a resounding thud. The creature slipped away from our grasp, a blur of fur and teeth, disappearing into the night before we could regain our footing. The chaos and confusion that ensued left us breathless, questioning the reality of what we had just witnessed. We exchanged bewildered glances, our faces etched with disbelief and uncertainty. Did we really see what we think we saw, or was it some hallucination brought on by exhaustion or something we inadvertently ingested? The questions lingered in the air, a heavy fog obscuring the truth. With a deep breath, Detective Ryan and I collected ourselves, determined to make sense of the inexplicable. We scoured the surroundings, searching for any trace of the creature, but it was as if it had vanished into thin air. Frustration mingled with disbelief, our minds struggling to comprehend the events that had unfolded. As we stood there, gazing into each other's eyes, a silent understanding passed between us. We may never fully understand what we witnessed that night, But we knew that our duty remained to protect the innocent, to uphold justice, and to face the darkness head on, even when it defied explanation. In the end, we may never have a definitive answer to the question that haunted us. Did we truly encounter a monstrous being, or was it an illusion, a trick of the mind? I'm from California and I was in the northeastern corner of North Carolina the day before Thanksgiving visiting a friend. While visiting, I set out for a casual stroll to take in some of this beautiful country. There was an old church with a huge cemetery behind it featuring graves from the 1800s and beyond. I took the road north and walked down to an old wooden bridge that crossed the creek that snaked alongside the road. I thought the bridge would be private because the dirt lane on the other side led down to someone's house. But then I noticed a fire road to the left that corkscrewed up the side of the densely wooded hillside that was my route. It was steep, but the air was cool and it felt good to get some exercise. I was about halfway up and I noticed an old car salvage yard in the open meadow below me, right across the road from the old church. About 30 paces later, I got a strange feeling that let me know that I was being watched. So I took two more steps up the hill and heard something sprinting across the top of that hill away from my location. But it was not the general prance like that of a deer. Rather, these steps were deliberate, heavy and lightning fast. Then there was a sound of the breaking of a large branch or a small tree. It then got deathly quiet for a few moments. I cautiously took two more steps... Then I heard faint calculated steps around the crest of the hilltop back in my direction. That strange feeling returned with a vengeance. I froze in my tracks. I was carrying a sidearm. I could hear my heartbeat in the silence. I scanned the topography of the hilltop, staring from where I heard the tree break from left to my right, high and low searching for the slightest of movement. I was a sitting duck. I just had my back to whatever had the drop on me. Then I saw it, just the upper half of a head that was the same color as the two pines it was hiding behind. The rest of the body was concealed by the large underbrush in front. It was as still as those two pine trees. The top of the head was rounded, and the eyes were black as coal. The eye size was that of a fifty-cent piece and about five inches apart. I don't know how long I stared at this thing, but I do remember thinking, what the hell am I looking at? Then it hit me. That has got to be a Bigfoot. Well, that's enough for me, I thought, and back down the hill I went. I heard a minor disturbance in the leaves, and it was all over. I have no doubt in my mind that if that Bigfoot wanted me, he certainly could have had me. Fortunately for me, he or she was just curious. The strangest thing about this encounter is that I had no recollection of this event until several years later, my memory shook loose by reading someone else's encounter. I feel incredulous by this fact and can only resolve it as a repressed memory brought on by a traumatic event. I have read hundreds of encounters and listened to lots of testimonies as well and feel fortunate that I was able to eventually recall the encounter. Folks, I know this might be hard to believe, but it's what I've gone through. I had just finished up with a traffic stop one night where all I found was an expired registration on a car, which did not match the plates. So I let them off without warning, went back to my cruiser to call dispatch before returning to patrol. This being said, I should have been able to see everything in front of me as clear as day, even though it was wintertime and where all the trees had lost their leaves, so visibility shouldn't have been too much of an issue. My headlights illuminated almost anything within 100 yards or so, but sometimes things can hide in the shadows of those yards. I noticed something out of my peripheral vision. This is right as I was on the phone with dispatch, so I immediately cut off dispatch and began slowly driving towards where I saw whatever it was, thinking it was a person up to no good. But then I saw that it moved slowly and had a long fluid stride. Despite having no leaves, it seemed to blend in with the surroundings enough that you could just barely make out what it looked like when I saw a large head, two long ears, and horns. Dark, deep eye sockets that appeared almost hollow, taken up by most of my headlights' illumination. By this point, I felt like Alice chasing after whatever Alice chased after into Wonderland, except without all the trippiness and trying to find an exit. Except this time, it was the one chasing after me, I sped up a bit and tried to keep it in sight, but as I got closer it suddenly crouched down and I lost sight of it. The more I go into detail about this experience, the deeper things get. Just know that there is no car for it to have gotten into or jump over any fence. So where did it go, whatever it was? But as soon as you stop asking questions is when they get answered. So I slowly circled around the same 100 yards again searching for anything unusual with my high beams on, on full illumination. It must have been hiding from me somehow. There was nothing except a few stray cats starting behind some trash cans on the other side of the street. I jumped some bushes and parked cars, still nothing. So I start to just go back on duty, probably looking like a crazy officer driving around aimlessly for no reason. But that's what we do sometimes in this job, You just never know when something is going to pop out, so better be safe than sorry. I'm about halfway down the block towards my car when suddenly, up ahead of me, which is now being obstructed by tall grass, I see it again. It had been crouched down again, but its head was now tilted upward at an angle directly towards me, and its mouth was wide open. There were no teeth visible that I could recall, and it did not appear to be making any sounds. It would only remain in that position for a few seconds. Then it would slowly move from side to side before standing back up on its two legs. It was at least ten yards away from me, so I did the sensible thing, which was to get back into my car, lock the doors. But it just stood there, looking at me for a few seconds, until going back behind some other parked cars, trying to keep out of sight. I don't know what it wanted with me, but if you have watched any cop show or horror movie ever you probably could have guessed what happened next. I got out of my vehicle, drew my firearm. I'm smart enough to realize that shooting them never works anyway, but as I was about to approach the spot where it had been standing, it suddenly appeared in front of me, stopped and stared at me. And dang it, this thing was fast. It did not make any noise, but its wide open gaping mouth, which now I can see contained what looked like rows of jagged teeth glistening with drool. Then it runs away from me again. I followed right behind it. At this point, I just really wanted to know what this thing was. So forget being scared. I probably should have just gone back into my car for that hour or two remaining of my shift. But there's a reason why they call that being stupid anyway. So I'm chasing after whatever it was, and I'm running pretty fast, but not jumping over anything. This thing was fast, like Usain Bolt fast, It did not even run in a straight line. When it ran away from me, it would just kind of weave in and out of any obstacle in front of it, which consistently mostly apart cars or trash at the time. But when you move so much while trying to evade capture, eventually you're going to fall down. Your legs can only take you so far before they get tired. That's what I think happened in this thing. It seemed to collapse on something that was invisible in my headlights and then pulls itself back up which I'm not sure if it tripped or why it collapsed. Maybe it was feigning death. I don't know. But as soon as it pulled itself back up, it runs into a nearby backyard, which made sense. I mean, all the streets have been blocked off at this point. So I'm going chasing after it to the same gate that is still wide open in the fence. And to my horror, I see another similar creature on my left, staring right at me like an idiot while not making any noise. It too was crouched down like something out of a prehistoric paleo zoo exhibit. Its mouth agape, but I couldn't see any teeth. I couldn't help but notice that this one had very large eyes, much larger than the other one, almost like a child or a baby compared to an adult. And then another creature just took off running while I was still trying to figure out if this creature was real or not, or was I simply running after a nightmare and then a smaller one jumps right in front of me. Out of reaction, I shoot this one point blank in the chest several times, which my gun did not even seem to faze it. It kept on running towards me, and I panicked at this point. Despite my training, I'm now thinking that this is some kind of demon. I did not even bother shooting at it again. The first few shots seemed to have no effect. So, instead of wasting bullets, I pulled out my taser and tased whatever it was, expecting it to fall over, but it did not even react. The taser did nothing. Unsure of what to do at this point, I do the only thing I know I can do, run. This creature and the other two gave chase, following quickly behind each other. I made it back to my cruiser and flew out of there, and since this night I have never seen or dealt with such a creature, but I believe that this was something that had come from deep in the pits of hell and I know these things are very real. I've thought about this incident nearly every day for the past 20 years and still don't know exactly what happened. I believe I experienced a rip in the space-time continuum or some other less cliché version of that. All I know is that one moment the sky was blue and the next second it was night. We were staying at my grandmother's house in rural Lancaster County, Pennsylvania during the summer. When I was a kid, I loved going to my grandma's because it was so different from my life in Philadelphia. So we'd been there for over a week at this point. I just needed to get out of the house. There was a small creek that divided the woods from the property, and there was a thick tree branch that stretched across the brook so I could use that to hop over the water and then also used some big rocks as additional stepping stones. I got over the stream and into the woods. I just meandered about. Many years previous, my brother and I had built a tree house, so I decided I would go and try to find it to see if it was still standing. I walked about five minutes into the woods and reached the large oak that once held our makeshift treehouse. Not surprisingly, it was a total wreck, and I decided that I'd be foolish to climb up there. So instead, I just started to turn around and walk back to the house. When I reached the creek, this time there was this faint white glow coming from the water. I thought it was weird looking back on it, but just figured that it was probably the angle of the sun or something. I mean, the water looked normal except for the edges and the ripples almost shined and sparkled in the light. It's sort of hard to explain. Also, the stream was moving more quickly than usual, but not flooding or anything so I had no clue why something like this would be happening. I just started to hop my way over the rocks and onto the branch bridge, but when my foot touched the far bank, I felt a flash of light overtake my vision, and I fell flat on the ground. When I opened my eyes again, I thought I'd gone blind. I honestly wondered if I had hurt my eyes somehow. The world had fallen into complete darkness, even though it couldn't have been even half past two in the afternoon. I managed to get myself back on my feet and made my way back to the house. Luckily, I knew the property well and I made it there without incident. I flung open the door and there stood my mother and my grandmother in the kitchen. The looks on their faces were frightening. I'd never seen them with such serious expressions. My grandmother was on the phone with the police and my brother was sitting quietly on the couch. His head spun as soon as I opened the door I could tell by looking at everybody's faces that they had all been crying. Their cheeks were streaked and their eyes were red. My mom then asked me where I had been and said I knew I wasn't allowed to be gone that long. Apparently, I'd been gone for hours. I watched as her face moved between anger and being relieved to see me alive. I couldn't understand it at first because I'd only just walked five minutes into the woods but they said they had searched and called my name and went down to the creek. But they never saw any signs of me. Nothing. I still don't know what happened, but I do believe that I somehow was caught in a time warp. There's no other explanation that's reasonable for what happened except for something supernatural. I couldn't have fallen or gotten lost because my family searched the area. They would have seen me. I didn't go far. They would have literally had to step over my body if they were in the area of that creek it's just impossible that i was near where they were looking and not in some otherworldly place still none of them believed me and my mom was always very adamant that i do not share my story with teachers and friends since then i realized that i wasn't alone in this experience after watching various videos and reading other accounts but i'm still looking for answers I can't easily go back there to check it out because my grandmother ended up passing away a few years ago, and after that my family sold the property. I am eventually going to contact them and see if I can go back and find answers. When I was a little kid, my mom was out of town and I was with my dad at our house. Our house was on a remote Indian reserve in Canada and about three miles away was my grandparents' house. Our houses were separated by three large wheat fields surrounded by forest. I don't know why, but my dad got me ready at night time, and we started walking on the gravel road to my grandparents' house. My mom had the vehicle with her. I was under the age of five and pretty small girl. I remember it was a clear autumn night. The wheat fields were a few weeks from being harvested, and there was a bright full moon. There wasn't a single vehicle running in miles. We started hearing something following us. It was in the ditch in the tall grass and in the wheat field. My dad held my hand as he grabbed some stones off the gravel road. He started hurling rocks into the ditch. It would run off and then start following us again. He grabbed more stones and put them in his pocket, then put me on his shoulders. I remember holding onto his forehead when I was sitting on his shoulders And it was all sweaty i wasn't scared i was getting excited every time i spotted that thing i could see a lot better from way up and i could see the things back or shoulders moving through the grass i'd point it out to my dad and then he'd throw more stones at it it kept on coming back to make matters creepier we took a shortcut that was along the forest line on a thin dirt road My dad started whistling loudly for my grandparents' German Shepherd, Boss. The house was still far away, but we could hear Boss barking and moving towards us. Whatever that was following us was still following us. That dog was such a welcoming sight to see, sniffed around both of us for a moment, then dashed off into the field barking like mad. We got to my grandparents' house, my dad told my grandparents. I fell asleep on the couch. I talked to my dad about it many years later. He said after that they had smudged. My grandparents and father believe in the old ways and think maybe it was some bad medicine spirit and prayed for protection. Whatever it was, I was the target. Predators always go for the youngest or oldest. First of all, let me clarify that this is happening at my brother's house, not mine. The house has been around a little over a hundred years. My grandparents lived there for at least 50 years. My brother and his wife bought the house when they sold it. Every time I was over there as a kid, I felt like I was being watched. The upstairs was the worst. Especially the room next to the stairs, you just feel like you're not alone. Here's what they've told me. Pretty much every single night, they hear footsteps all throughout the house. If they ask whatever it is to stop, It stops immediately. One day, my sister-in-law, his wife, was home alone and heard my brother's voice coming from the baby monitor on the first floor. The other two monitors were on the second floor in my niece and nephew's bedrooms. It sounded exactly like him, but she called and made sure he was at work, not at the house. One night, my nephew woke up around 3 a.m. to see what he described as a dark shape of a little boy looking into his bedroom. He said the boy started running down the hall to the room by the stairs, but when my nephew went in there he was gone. He drew a picture of this little boy, but my nephew was six when it happened he's eight now, so it was just a stick figure. The land itself used to be part of a property of a very old house up the road. I'm pretty sure they owned slaves back in the day. My first thought was maybe it's the ghost of a slave who was buried on the property, but that doesn't explain the voices right. Can ghosts mimic the living, or is this something else? What do you guys think? So two of my friends snuck out last summer and took a walk listening to music. Decided to sit down on the road and talked a bit, and they both heard a distant scream that sounded pretty similar to an elk screech, but for like one second in duration. So they turned off the music and saw a huge humanoid horse looking things sprint out of this forest into a field. And they said it was running really fast, like 40 miles per hour. They said it was kind of hunched and had a limp, was lean but muscular, and was completely pale or gray and naked. They both sprinted home and FaceTimed each other. When they got home and told me and a few others about it the next day, I was in disbelief, so I snuck out on my bike the next night with my other friend and met up with the two original people along with some others and went looking for it. We heard the noises they described, and me and my one friend saw a pale Bigfoot-looking creature walk in front of someone's barn. Light like 300 yards away, but we're not sure. We continued to do this for a few nights, and one of them was walking to meet up with us alone to go looking for it, and had seen it like five times on the walk there sometimes like 20 feet in front of him. We probably all went looking for it like six or seven times in total. The last time we went looking, we all saw it, and it was super tall, like eight, ten feet. Super fast, and had these glowing eyes you could see from a mile away. I'm pretty sure I also saw it have these long, greasy locks or strands of hair about shoulder length. Looked like a mix between a crawler, Ren Jaeger Titan form, and Jeff the Killer, It was creepy, and when it was on pavement, you could hear clopping noises like it had hooves or something. Aside from this, I was on a late-night gas station walk later that summer with two of my friends at three in the morning, and on our way back, we saw something run or hobble across the road about 70 yards in front of us, and it looked pretty similar. However, it was much smaller, maybe five feet tall, but I could see it being maybe seven feet if it was standing fully upright. Does anybody have an idea of what this massive thing could be? This was in rural northeast Ohio. Edit was reading this over and forgot to add. We were walking on the way back to my friend's house one of the nights, and behind somebody's house, we heard the noise of a baby crying in the woods. Couldn't have been mistaken for anything else but a baby. I did my undergrad at this tiny little college in the middle of a mountain range. Literally miles and miles of woods on every side. I think about 100 acres was technically the school's property, but except for the weird high-security facility a few miles to the east, none of the neighbors cared if kids went hiking onto their property as long as they weren't destructive and wore bright colors during hunting season had a kid the year above me get a calf full of birdshot after running into their property with a turkey call. Anyways, the point is, there is or was a lot of woods and a lot of trail markers. My now ex, still very violent or nutty fiancé, was in a grad program in the city, so we were living apart. I was planning on going on a quick two-mile walk through the woods on a well-marked trail, just to see the lake, distress for midterms, etc., Relationship was extremely rocky at this point, and I get a phone call right before I start the trail. What it was about doesn't matter. The important part was that it was essentially a napalm bomb to the heart and my trust in humanity. Not trying to be dramatic, I was just a sensitive kid. So I took off sprinting down the trailhead, tears running down my face. Figured I'd take a slightly different trail that goes up a steep incline and maybe just burn myself out. It works, kind of. I'm catching my breath and still sobbing, and I hear a group of people on the trail headed towards me. Not wanting to be known as the crying girl in the woods and not entirely in my right mind, I took off running in a random direction, passing a lot of the tree houses and forts that people make in the woods, telling myself I know where I am and that I hike these woods often and can find my way back to either the trail entrance or to the road. I jumped two creeks, which in hindsight should have stopped me, because that meant I was straying way off campus. But I kept going, slipping on branches, and then picking a new direction to run in. I was a dumb kid. I was a really dumb kid. There were a couple turkey vultures following me, which wasn't too surprising. Kids left food out pretty often, so they tended to be watchful. On long hikes by myself, I'd often sing to them when they tagged along. I started getting tired and slowed down to a walk, heading towards a small clearing with some toppled birch trees to sit on. My face was all messed up and my hair had little sticks and leaves in it, but I wasn't crying anymore. I lit a cigarette and stared at the ground and felt pretty damn sorry for myself. At some point I stopped feeling pretty damn sorry for myself and started feeling jumpy, kind of tingly, and everything I saw had this new level of sharpness and clarity to it it wasn't really a feeling that i was being watched more like i was somewhere i really really didn't belong it was starting to get dark i had no self-service the only thing i had on me besides my phone was a lighter pack of cigarettes and small pocket knife shorts t-shirt light windbreaker i was literally search and rescue's worst nightmare trying to calm myself down i tried to find any trail markers none I didn't recognize anything around me, couldn't hear any running water, and was too turned around to know where the road was. It was getting pretty chilly, and the woods were starting to make that sound that I can only describe as teeming. I didn't want to wander in a random direction, but the feeling of dread kept getting stronger and stronger, so I slowing started walking. Started hearing things, mostly whispers, which I figured I was hallucinating due to dehydration or exhaustion and then the shadows. It was the strangest thing, these tall, thin shadows being cast on the trees. I would have chalked it up to the sunset, but the movement of them was unnatural, and I kept catching them in the corner of my eye. They kind of swayed, or kind of jumped. It was a strange juxtaposition between how thoroughly creeped out I was and how pretty the sunset was that night. I remember looking at the sky, trying to calm myself down and pick a direction that felt right but no direction felt right. I kept getting turned around, heard a few distinctive twig snaps in the distance. A wicked chill ran down my spine, and at this point I wasn't thinking eldritch forest elves. I was thinking bobcat or black bear. Started sniffling and crying silently again because I knew I had messed up. I was fifty shades of paranoid, dehydrated, and I pray to God hallucinating and then I heard a rustle of wings that just about scared the shit out of me, and I looked up, and there was the vulture, just looking at me. I was so out of it that I think I asked it for help. It stared at me for a few more seconds, and then took off. It landed on a branch a few meters away and stared at me, doing the angry feather fluff thing that they do. Walked up to the tree it was perched in, and it took off again and landed on another branch a ways away, So I did what any sane person would do in that situation and followed the vulture. The feeling of dread slowly wore away and I started feeling okay. It was such a polite vulture, waiting for me to catch up and then flying off again. I don't remember how long I followed it, just that it was a while and even when it was getting really twilight dusky out I still felt safe. I started recognizing landmarks glacial boulders, the tree forts and could hear voices up ahead. The vulture lead me a few more meters, right onto the main trail, and then stayed put. I thanked it, apologized, and made my way towards the group of people camped out. I knew a bunch of the kids, they freaked out. I was promptly handed hot tea and french fries. They asked how the hell I made my way out there, and I just shrugged. I didn't feel like sharing about the vulture, and when I tried to spot him again, he'd flown off. Here's the real scary part of the story, though. No one realized I was gone. I lived alone, and my friends had assumed that I wasn't answering texts because I was studying. It was also a Friday, meaning that no one would have even thought it strange I was gone, as I often left to the city without telling anyone for the weekend. Essentially, no one would have even started looking until Monday, at which point I might have been either bobcat food or a sacrifice to the dear God. So thank you, my kind, kind vulture friend. Vultures are hands down my favorite animals now. I recently received a telephone call from a friend of an eyewitness who was born and raised in a northwest suburb of Chicago, Illinois. The only specific location reference was given as near the Des Plaines River. The eyewitness D discussed multiple sightings from 1978 through 1988 while he lived there as a boy. The sightings would usually occur at dusk and would continue throughout the night, and there were at least two-winged creatures always seen flying in a wide circle at an altitude of 500-600 feet. The creatures were silhouetted against the clouds that were backlit by the city lights. The description of these creatures was that there was no head or neck that could be seen. They had long, thick tails, but no legs or feet were visible. The huge wings had no feathers, but were membraned, similar to that of a dragon or pterosaur. Apparently, the neighborhood residents were well aware of the nightly sightings. I solo sail a lot, I learned to sail when I was little, and have done three transatlantic cruises so far. This one time I was doing a transatlantic crossing from the Canaries to St. Lucia, It was late, and I was on deck doing an equipment check as per routine when sailing alone. So I am six days into the 14-day journey, and it's just nothingness all around. I mean absolutely no light save for the stars and the moon. I can literally remember this like it was yesterday because I have never seen anything like it before. I was on deck, and all of a sudden it was bright, like midday full sun bright. Mind you, it was near 2 a.m. at this point, so it made literally no sense. Immediately, I assumed it had to be a flare, someone needed help. I came to a full stop, lowered the sails and began radioing on all the emergency channels in Spanish and English. I did this for almost two hours, circling around and checking the radio, there was nothing. Around the second hour I gave up, I marked the location of my search pattern and kept going. I had no idea what it was, never saw anything like it again. The whole night lit up like the sun was out for a good three, four seconds. Unbelievable. Last year, my brother was driving through the dark roads of South Shore, Massachusetts, near the Bridgewater Triangle. It was dark and there's limited street lights in the area. As he was driving, he noticed a cloaked figure standing on the tree line at the side of the road. He described it as wearing white robes and looking almost like a clansman, but without the pointy hat. As he drove by, the figure took notice and pivoted towards him very quickly, making direct eye contact. He became frightened enough that he sped away. I often wonder what he might have seen that night most of the town is very dense forest and the roads are unwalkable with no shoulders so whatever it was likely came out of the woods it unsettles me knowing the amount of acreage it came out of and whatever this person if it was a person was doing on the side of the road watching cars In July 2018, I was staying in a very isolated region with limited access behind three log gates 20 miles south of Whitethorn, California on a primitive 4x4 four four road. This place is at the end of the road, a lost world of primeval forest on the northern border of a vast green belt spreading from Shelter Cove on the Lost Coast east to Highway 101 and south to Fort Bragg, California. At about 3 a.m. I was awakened. It was a hot, dark and completely silent July night in these mountains. Something above my tent location, approximately two to three hundred meters, began knocking on wood. It's best described as loud wax by a big club or branch on a tree trunk. They started one knock which got my attention. There was a brief hesitation, then several more knocks, but randomly timed. The knocking was loud, so loud that it echoed down the canyon in the stillness. The event lasted only a minute or two. My first thoughts were that there was no one on the mountain who could be out here in the middle of a primitive and protective area. These knocks were from something large, and no North American animal could have made them. Listening intently while my mind tried to wrap around how the noise was made, I began to wonder about Bigfoot legends. The night fell silent again. Afterward I told a few locals and learned that there had been many Bigfoot sightings near Piercy and north of Willow Creek. Fast forward to two weeks ago, while waiting at the first locked gate to the same conservation area, I heard two distinct vocalizations which cannot be explained. As I waited in the dusk for about 45 minutes waiting to meet a party at the gate who was running late, I heard a very loud wail, scream, or call that I'd never heard before in nature. The sound was coming from the heavily wooded area above me about two to three hundred meters. I instantly knew where I had heard such an unfamiliar call about three years previous. There's a few second delay from the first call, then a few more, then silence for about a minute leading me to wonder if this whole experience was surreal. It thought that it was an unknown animal or some kind of implausible prank. It was loud and echoing down the mountain as though some huge creature could belt with the lungs of Pavarotti, only much louder. The chance of it being a prankster in this wilderness was highly unlikely. Then began another call out at about three to four hundred meters to the north. It was also just as loud but came only three calls in succession. It had a distinct higher pitch. This absolutely blew my mind because the first call might be attributed to an elk on steroids, but the response brought chills down my spine. I'll never forget that second vocalization as it was so unique, and this was obviously communication between two individuals and in possibly a rudimentary language. Another experience happened just the night before the dual vocalizations on a Friday evening in early November 2019. I had just moved into a cabin that my brother and I rented located along an extremely rugged canyon area of the Mattle River. It was dusk, quite dark already in the forest. I was outside looking at the stars, taking in the newness of these rugged surroundings. Suddenly, there was a screaming that was so loud and so foreboding that I could only listen in amazement. It was the loudest screaming I've ever heard. I thought it was produced by some kind of banshee from a horror film. The screaming continued at full throttle for over five minutes. I know mountain lions can scream, but nothing like this. It sounded much louder, more guttural, literally as if someone had set up loudspeakers and played the bloodiest scream that Hollywood could produce. I wondered if someone was up on the mountainside pranking me as a newcomer to the neighborhood. I listened for a bit, then went inside and told my brother about it because it was so unnerving. Bigfoot did not ever enter my mind. But then at dusk, the very next evening, I heard two calls while waiting at the gate. I've since been over and over in my mind why have I been so lucky to hear and experience these mysterious sounds, much less three distinct vocalizations which cannot be explained in a 24-hour period. I've been to a lot of different wilderness areas during my life, but those sounds in that specific location were simply remarkable.